Take our Bibles as we go straight into the Word of God. Jehovah God, we ascribe majesty and dominion to you, O God. Before the foundation of the world, we have, you have already prepared that today you will bring us here. And you have ordered our steps here for a reason and for a purpose. No one here is by accident. Everyone here is by divine invitation. And because you have brought your children here for a reason, I lift everyone before your majestic throne. Let your power, God, permeate deep down into our hearts, God, and cause us to be saturated with your goodness. Let your word bring light to God to shine on our paths, God, that as we go, we will walk in bright daylight, that your goodness will manifest in our lives, that everything that we put our hands to do will blossom and succeed because you are with us. And Father, we thank you that if you be with us who can be against us no dominion no throne no charm no amulet no principality no witchcraft influence can sabotage the cause of your children let it be my lord and my god that your children's mouths will be filled to the overflow because of your generosity to you be all the glory in jesus matchless name Amen. amen today i want to preach on the topic Victim or a victor? Are you a victim or a victor? Somebody say amen. amen. You see, in this life, you can choose where you belong. And the two places that you can be is either to be a victim or to be a victor. Let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah 61. I'm reading from verse 3 and 4. Usually, it's a very familiar scripture. And usually, we read it from verse 1. But I want to jump and go to verse 3 and 4. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. You see, this is a messianic psalm. Sorry, a messianic test or scripture. I'm used to psalm, so I'm saying psalm. It's not a psalm, it's from Isaiah. It's a messianic prediction. That Isaiah was predicting about the coming of the Messiah. That when the Messiah comes, these are the things that he will be made or he will make evident to the people who will listen to him. And true to the scripture, when Jesus came, after he went to the wilderness, after his baptism, we all know that. He was led of the Spirit of God to the wilderness. 
And when he went to the wilderness, the devil went there to do what? To tempt him after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And when he had conquered the devil, he came to his own village, Nazareth. And when he came, he went to the synagogue. And when he went to the synagogue, uh, let me tell you a little bit of a, a little history. In the synagogue, there was a seat that was placed there. And that seat was placed there. Nobody ever sat on it. And it was placed there waiting for the Messiah. That when the Messiah comes, the Messiah will be the only person that will sit on it. Note it carefully. So from year to year, prophetically, that chair was there. Symbolically, it was there. Waiting for the Messiah. And note it, remember, that in, in the Old Testament, the Israelites were waiting for the Messiah. And you remember that in Nazareth, somebody asked Bartholomew, that can anything good come out of Nazareth? When he said he has seen the Messiah. Somebody say, Amen. They said, can anything good come out of where? Nazareth. So when Jesus was about to commence his duty to the world, he went to Nazareth and then to, to disprove their misconception that nothing good can come out of Nazareth. Somebody say, Amen. So he went to his own village and when he went, he walked through the people and he went in the synagogue and sat on the chair that historically has been reserved for the Messiah. Somebody say, Amen. In effect, Jesus in his own village was making a statement that I am the Messiah. Somebody say, Amen. And meanwhile, there has been the question that can anything good come out of what? Nazareth. And now Jesus goes in and his sister. He was known as the carpenter's son. Mary's son who was always helping Joseph at the carpenter's shop. And now he comes in and he sits on that. So every act, they were all surprised, taken aback. And they were looking at their faces. Is that not the carpenter's son? What is he doing there? And then he beckoned onto the priest. And then they gave him the scroll. And when the scroll was given to him, if you want to read this, when you go to Luke chapter 4, you see that everything that I'm talking about is there. But I want to paraphrase so that we can go to, I mean, the substance of the meat that the Lord has placed on my heart to cause you to, I mean, to assimilate so that you can grow from one level of honor to another. So now Jesus says, he asks for the scroll, the scroll is given to him, and he opens to Isaiah 61, and from verse 1, he says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, and God has anointed me to anoint. Messiah means to anoint. Messiah means the anointed. Someone say, Amen. So now he uses his name or his title to communicate to the people that I am the anointed one that you have been waiting for. There is no other. 
that is to come. I am the answer to the multiplicity of the problems of the world. I am the solution. I am the miracle. I have come. Somebody shout and say hallelujah. And then he goes on. I want to jump from there and go on to verse 3. I mean 2. So now he communicates telling people or those who were there why the Messiah is coming. Among the other things that the Messiah is coming to do, please note it carefully, is to give consolation for mourning. Say consolation. That means to console those who are mourning. Someone say amen. amen. Hello? And if the Messiah has touched you and the Messiah is living in you, that means that the Messiah is living in you to take away mourning and to give to you consolation. Amen. To console you so that, you see, we go through things in life that if you are not careful, you will continue to keep your head down. That you will always be withered and flaccid. You will always look confused. You will always look dejected, morose, and frustrated. But then he says that, hey, as I have come as the Messiah, it's not only just to say that I am born again. I am born again. Thank God for that. I mean, caption. But that caption means something. That caption means that something should happen in your life. Somebody say amen. Hello? That caption means that something should what? Happen in your life. And that which should happen is that your mourning must be taken away. Hello? Mourning is indicative of frustration. Mourning is indicative that your smile has been taken away. Mourning is pointing to the fact that you are always morose. Your face is down. You are always thinking about problems. But he says, hey, hey, I've come into your life as the Messiah to console you, to give you consolation for your mourning. Not only that, he goes on to say, I am to give you beauty in the Old Testament, they used to do physical things to indicate what they are going through. So, one, if somebody is fasting, usually people in those days, they fast when they hear bad news or they want God to do something unusual for them or to reverse something that is attacking them or if they are about to go through some serious troubles, then they go into fasting. And when they are fasting, they put ashes on themselves. In, so that when people see them, they know that it is not well with them. Somebody say amen. amen. Hello? Amen. Now, the Messiah says, hey, I am here to give you beauty for your ashes. And this was prophesied 800 years ago. And when you go to Luke chapter 4, Jesus fulfills that scripture. Because in verse 16 of, I mean, look. Chapter 4, he says, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. He says, today, this scripture that Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 61 has come to pass in your life. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So, he's come to give you consolation for your morning. He's come to give you what? 
beauty for your ashes. Amen. So it is, it is, it is absolutely wrong. It is, it is against God for you to always wear your problems on your sleeves. Do you know how it means to wear your problems on your sleeves? That your problems have disfigured your countenance. Your countenance has changed. You can't look good. You can't laugh. You can't rejoice. You can't. Why? Because you are carrying your burdens. No, that is why Jesus said all those who have labored and are heavy laden should come. Christianity is a different ball game altogether. Somebody say amen. It doesn't mean that we will not go through hardships. It doesn't mean that we will not go through tormenting situations. It doesn't mean that we will not go through financial difficulties. It doesn't mean that we will not go through problems. No. He says, in spite of that, I have come to change your DNA. Ah, somebody shout, hallelujah. Say, to give you beauty for your ashes. Hello? I've seen Christians, as soon as one problem comes, or they, they hear something negative, they forget about all the promises of God. Somebody say amen. Yes, at times, yes, it's not easy. You may struggle with it a little bit. But then, that is why we are teaching. Come to a place where it doesn't matter when it hits you, and it's almost like life is trying to give you ashes. Tell yourself that the ashes does not belong to me. Shout Hallelujah. Say, hey. Hey. tell the situation that yes, I have gone through this, I have encountered this, but my destiny is about this. Yeah. I'm recording, that is why I'm holding this. If I leave it there at times, it doesn't capture it properly. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Now we are getting to the place where we can start doing Facebook Live. Well, when we start, we beautify this place a little bit. We, we've got some nice carpet and everything already, so. I mean, we'll, we'll beautify here. Amen. But maybe as soon as we hit here, we will not be here for long. Amen. It's true. Because this is ashes. <laughs> it's what? Ashes. <laughs> it is beauty that, that belongs to us. You believe a shout hallelujah. But, 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 but for now, it's okay. Somebody say amen. amen. Hello. But now it's okay. Yes. Amen? Amen. It is like being in the manger, isn't it? Yes. Jesus was born in the manger, but Jesus did not belong to the manger. Yes. Do, you belong, do, you believe, do you believe it? Yes. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Do you know that even when he died, he was put in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph of Arimathea was a billionaire. So even the dead body of Jesus, oh my goodness, somebody shout and say hallelujah. Hey, if you allow the words that I'll be teaching you and the prayers that I'll be praying for you, if you take them and you act on them, ashes will be a thing of the past. It's not me saying it. It's Jesus who is saying. Somebody say amen. amen. And what we need to know is that what God says is what defines you. It's not what you are going through. Tell you stories. Stories. One time I was telling some ministers that 
when, 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 when I started the ministry first in London, and God, God by his goodness, gave me a flat. Hello? And in the flat, I had a, a single bed. And that bed was on the floor. It was on the way. But when I was coming from Ghana, I had, my dining table was like from here to here. That's only my dining table. Somebody say amen. amen. My bed was more than 10 size. And now I'm lying on the floor. Why? I'm fulfilling, I, I, I'm here on missions. I can't carry my bed from Ghana and bring here. But then I told that ashes, the ashes, hey, I don't belong to you. I'm only passing through. It didn't change my demeanor, my confidence, my love for God. It didn't change. I was committed. I was preaching. I was, I mean, every morning I'm ready. People were coming to see me. I was praying for them. I never complained. I never. Who am I going to complain to? Because I, because I was convinced that is beauty that belongs to me. Amen, amen is we go. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. If you are not careful, even at times they will say it like advice. Any advice people give to you which does not agree with the word of God, reject it. Amen. Especially when you are trapped, they will tell you, ah, you know where you come from. Nobody that is, that is ashes programming. They are programming you to go and be moa moa. You know moa moa? Moa moa is Greek. Hello? Every time you are walking, you are walking like that. It's like you are afraid. You are like you are timid. No, 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 no. It's beauty that belongs to you. I'm called to raise a winning, vibrant people. You are not born to be a victim. You are born to be a victor. Your beloved shout yes. Shout yes. This is Jesus saying it. If you are not careful, if you are there and you saw Jesus, that people knew you to be the carpenter's walking into the synagogue and going, The days of frustration that witches and wizards were able to push you down and hijack your destiny and give you access, you are shaking it off. You believe a shout, yes. yes. The days that you sleep, you cry yourself to bed. Jesus said to say to you that he has come to give you consolation for morning. Although somebody has died, but still. You don't mourn like those who don't have hope. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Just, just about, I mean, uh, last week they buried my, my, my father's only brother. The only two. My father's only brother. And then they sent me all the, everything. And then, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I did what I had to do. And I mean, and I, I remember the way he, 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 was, he, he was a chief accountant of Crop Research Institute. And I remember when he comes around, his line of argument, the guy was so witty, so intelligent. 
and the way he argues his points and everything. And then now he's, he's gone just like that. What am I trying to tell you? This stage, this, this world we are passing through. So all that belongs to you, go for it. Hello? And this is the promise of God for you. This is Jesus saying that he has come so that he will give you what? Beauty for ashes. Yes, we go through ashes, but we are not defined by the ashes. I'm using this, the morning and everything. We all go through. Somebody say amen. amen. We go through by that. It doesn't change our countenance. It doesn't change our demeanor. Because God's word is the final authority in your life and in my life. Or somebody say amen. Amen. Hello? Don't become so much afraid of witches. I've seen so many called prophets. So-called prophets. So-called prophets. I don't know if they are prophets of doom. They are always, everything they say is to put fear in people. Jesus is giving us the message for the New Testament. He's not denying their existence, but then you are above their existence. Every Christian, if you know who you are and you connect to the right truth, you are supposed to trample upon serpents and scorpions. But then you can choose. If you are not careful, you'll be a victim in all your Christian life. Or you'll be a victor according to what God is saying. Hello? The choice is yours. Amen. One, good, one thing about God is that he will teach you, but he will not impose. Because he, he doesn't want zombies. God, God could have made all of us Christians, isn't it? Yeah. As soon as you are born, you are a Christian. So that you don't have to get born again and again. But then, he wants relationship. He wants you, he gives you the choice. And then you look and said No. God created me. He has given me life. I'm taking what God has given to me. I don't want what the world has. Somebody say amen. amen. When it becomes a choice, it, it is the very foundation of your interaction with God is built on relationship. And it's not that God is forcing or imposing. The next thing that God says through Jesus in this particular scripture is that he will give us garment of praise to replace the spirit of of heaviness. Say the garment of praise. Look at it. Look at it. The garment of praise to replace the spirit of heaviness. So when we come and we are rejoicing and we are dancing, every time when you are coming, come with a new dance. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say hey. Say Come with a new dance. Let God see your dance. Some of you, you come to church the spirit of heaviness. Has taken over, but when you go to party, hey, you are jiggling your body. <laughs> this is this is the best party that you can have. Amen. Somebody shout and say hallelujah. hallelujah. It's a party without alcohol. Amen. It's a party without problems. Most parties people go when they finish problems, fight. No, this party you finish, you go home. You sleep secular. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You sleep peacefully. Why? Because 
This is the best party that you can have. And God says he's giving us the garment of praise to replace the spirit of heaviness. Don't allow heaviness. Heaviness here is depression. It's another word for depression. The modern word is depression. Somebody say amen. Amen. No, no. Even if you are sick, yes, at times we go through sickness. You don't put some good, I mean, I mean, body lotion on you. Somebody say amen. amen. Look good. Get yourself some nice perfume. Just means, hello. You buy, you buy good things, you buy nice things. You have put them in boxes. When are you going to wear them? Tell me. When? All throughout the year, if you say you want to go to maybe functions, all throughout the year, you may have two or three major functions to go to. And at times, if you have the spirit of heaviness, when even you yourself, you wear it, and you look like that, you yourself, you see, I've changed you. Why is it that you have bought the whole thing? Now you are wearing it and say you've changed. No. It should become the norm. Somebody say amen. amen. I like one of my, my, I mean, an old man friend, and he built a very lovely house. And he told himself, ah, I have to make sure that every weekend I invite people here and we will do some kind of, I mean, Celebration. It was a very strong Christian who would do some time of interaction and engagement in my house. Because when I die, some foolish people will come and somersault in my house. So, <laughs> somebody say amen. amen. So, he decided to enjoy. And the same thing, thank you, thank you so much. The same thing with us. That every good thing that you have acquired in life, enjoy it. Amen. Somebody say Amen. In every dimension of your life, enjoy it. Make the best out of it. Why? Because Jesus says that he has come to replace your spirit of heaviness. Somebody say amen. amen. With a garment of praise. That means your countenance, your demeanor, you always be chilled. Always. That is the garment of praise. You are always be chilled. And if you can permeate into your, I mean, outward, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, appearance too. That's good. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Hello? Amen. Don't wait. This is your season. This is your time. Amen. Jesus has come into your life Amen. to take away the ashes and to give you beauty. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. To take away the morning and to give you what? Consolation. To take away your spirit of heaviness. And to give to you the garment of praise. You see, all these things, he's doing them for a reason. Because he doesn't want you to be a victim of your circumstances. If you are not careful where you come from, what you go through, the things you encounter, can make you a victim of life. Whereas Jesus has come to make you a victor. As we go on, I'll define a victim and a victor. I'm setting the stage. It's a series. I love series. Somebody say amen. Amen. But I, I want to push it so strong that it will sink into you 
that when you go and you sleep and you have a bad dream, you wake up and you say, I'm not a victim of my dreams. Yes, you hear some news. You started a job just recently and then you hear some bad news. You say, no, I'm not a victim of bad news. Because I'm a victor. Whatever happens in my life, I'm supposed to jump over it. Yes, negative things will, will happen. You'll be tested. You'll be tried. At times, it will be very tough from the outward perspective or humanly speaking. It may seem like you are hemmed in on every side and that you don't have anywhere to turn around. But then if you know that your God makes a way where there seems to be no way, you know that your God. I was talking to some young lady and I told that lady that if you hear from God, go forward, go forward, go forward, go forward, go forward. And there is a wall. And God keeps saying, go forward, go forward. Don't stop. It means he will make a way through the wall. Your amen is weak. Amen. There are things that God will begin to do that will blow your mind, that will give you a testimony. So that you can say that I serve a supernatural God. I serve a miraculous work, you know, a miracle working God. Your God is the God of the supernatural. But then if you don't go through tough times, how can you see the manifestation of kingdom power? But then he wants you to have this demeanor. It should become your daily demeanor, your constant disposition. That every day called today, in spite of the things that want to make you cry, tell yourself that I have consolation from Christ, from God. Even as I'm preaching, we might not even go. Something will try to test you if you have understood what I'm preaching. That is where a lot of Christians fail. As soon as they are tested because of the good word they have heard. Jesus said it, isn't it? He says, as the sower sows for the sake of the good word, persecution will arise to test. But because you don't have roots for the word to sink, because if your soil is rocky, it means that your roots are limited, doesn't it? The little soil will cause the word to grow, but then as the roots begin to sink, it will hit the rocky part. And the rocky part is the persecution we go through for the sake of the word. Every good preaching or teaching or promise from God that you embrace, there'll be a test for it. To prove if it has truly sunk, if it has truly registered. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Church, refuse to be a victim. You see, there are a lot of people who like being victims. So it's a club. And they can invite you to join. And you have what we call pity parties. Say pity party. And a pity party is this one will relay their troubles and their problems, and then the other one will continue. And while the other one is continued, then you remember another one. As soon as the other person lands, then you continue. 
No, 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 no. Remember, remember that the reason for Jesus coming is encapsulated here. And he speaks it forcefully as a promise to me that the reason why he had to go through the ordeal that he went through to be disgraced, to be spat upon, and to be nailed to the cross and pending his subsequent resurrection is that he will give you consolation for your mourning. He will give you beauty for your ashes. And he will give you garment of praise to change your spirit of heaviness. Amen. And then he doesn't stop there. He says, so that, note it, he says, so that, so that, so he's doing all these things, so for a reason. Somebody say, amen. amen. What is the reason? He says, the reason is that you will be referred to as a tree of righteousness. You will be referred to as what? A tree of righteousness. A planting of God. God has planted you. And if the husband man is God. And you are the tree that God has planted. Who can come and cut you off? Because God is always watering you and is always watching over you. So that you will be a tree of righteousness. The planting of God. So when I hear, uh, there's something we call syncretism. Demons preachers. There be not thankful and not thankful and not thankful. All your prayers. Mupa, listen to me. Give me some time. Let's school them. So instead of Muka, Bonsam, or Tanfo, Bayeno, or Muka, yes, 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 Roman Shed YBC. Yes, yes, it's Jesus who has come to redeem us. Hello? It's Jesus who overcomes. The witches and wizards. They are trying, they are doing their thing, they are from the devil. But the devil is no match for Jesus. Amen. I want you to become a Christocentric believer because your power is in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your liberty is in the name of Jesus. We've cast out demons, we've liberated. One time, let me tell you one story. One time, this happened at Circle. I was going to the ministries. And whilst I was going, I saw a large group of people standing there. And then they were beating some, I mean, you know that thing that our people beat, I mean, the gong gong and those things, and then they are making merriment. And whilst they are doing it and making that, I touched one of those things, so I just passed. And then when I passed, I heard something that this, this seed in Ghana we call something Odiaba. 
This, this seed, if you buy it and you put it under your pillow, it will arrest witches. It will do this. It has power. And as soon as I heard that, I was passing. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. The Spirit of God said, go and challenge. Go and challenge him. He's misleading my people. He's misleading my people. So I walked through the people. Like, there were a lot of people. People are started buying the thing. I walked through, pushed them like that. And I went. And there was this gentleman. He's got big snakes and things. And I mean things all over with some powder. And I, and I asked him, what did you say? Say it again about the seed. He said, this seed is very powerful. Can I rest witches? And I said, Kawanutun. And I turned around and I told them, Five minutes. I give you five minutes. If you don't pack and go, I'll stretch my hands on you. As soon as I said that, and I told them all, started preaching the name of Jesus. In the place, people started clapping. People, started... the guy took all the snakes and everything. He's gone. And then I stood there to preach about Jesus. And I asked them, "Who wants to give their life to Jesus?" Jesus has come to take away the mourning from our lives. To take away that. But if you are not careful, the presentation of the gospel when it's diluted, when it's twisted. When it becomes a traditional thing and they try to, because you see so many of them, they think that they need to put fear into people so that they can get them to, I mean, get money or something from them. But let me tell you, if I teach you the truth and you become a good disciple, you support the work of God. I don't need to lie to you. I don't need to tell you, come and buy any green oil or blue oil or candle. If I lay my hands on you and I pronounce you liberated, you are liberated. You amen this week? Amen. 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 This fetish priest ran away. And Jesus gave them beauty for their ashes. Amen. May the Lord give you beauty for your ashes. Amen. Shout and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Why is Jesus doing this? Because he wants you to become the king of righteousness. And if God plants you, nobody can put you. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. I don't know why some of our people want to believe things that will scare them to the neglect of the truth of God's word. The truth is saying that Jesus came. Yes, you will see all the bad things. But I say, That is why I'm coming to your life. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Hello? If you prophesy to people and you prophesy about their destiny, their destiny, what God has for them, at times you hear little, little, little excitement. But when you tell them, there's a witch in your family, she's going to do it too. And she's going to do it. Ah, come and see. Hello? Let me tell you, witchcraft belongs to the realm of the spirit. If that person that is a great message, true. That person dies. The spirit doesn't die. So those who are wasting time and praying to kill my enemies is stupidity. As soon as the person, that's a true, you pray the person. 
the spirit moves into our eyes. And the spirit continues to do the same thing, even worse. So what you have to do is to fortify yourself. According to the word of God. So that when they come, you become the tree of righteousness, the planting of God. When you become a planting of God, you are untouchable. Because it's God who's keeping. The Bible says he that keeps Israel will never sleep nor slumber. If you're planting of God, God will never go over you. Women is weak. This is the truth of the word of God. This is the liberation that Christ has come to give to you and I. And this is what we call the good news of the gospel. We call it good news. That we've been hearing bad news. Jesus has come to give us good news. Shout and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> In theology, a friend is syncretism. A diafra. A diafra. And this one Shia Bible now, who said the Bayer, who be the African traditional in Africa, a hakran or mua be sum. Mrofunu be sum, or mua be four, or muko, umko. Palm readers, necromancers, or muko necromancers will be our no amia freno, nor can semtreno. Hello? Years ago, Ansana me better Melting Kings. We be a program be That is 95. Now, that time, let me speak in English so that you, you, you can, or you're interpreting for her. Right. So you see, I came to do a program in, in Milton Kings, and that time, they, they, they used to go to Canada for this move of God and that kind of thing. It wasn't, 95, it wasn't common in, in, in the UK here. So when I went, it was about 700 people and they were all predominantly Caucasians. And when God started using me and the power of God and they were slain in, and the Caucasians were vomiting, things were coming out of them and I was casting demons from them and they were... Listen, you know, the place that I was, supposed, I was supposed to go back to London, but they put me in a hotel that I shouldn't go. Do you know in the morning before I had breakfast, these Caucasians were queuing up in, fr- in front of my hotel to come and consult because they think it's... But when they came face to face and I started telling them, you got to be a disciple of Jesus. You see, after the demonstration, then I'm taking them to what can ground them. So I'm giving them the word. I'm establishing them. And then they realize, ah, it's, not, it's, not like, it's not like the ones we go. This is about knowing Jesus and living for Jesus. Amen. I have people who can tell you. When I was in London, when I'm doing programs in London, the Caucasians will come with coaches. Coach food. I'm telling you. In my church in London, when I'm doing programs, they will come in coaches. Coach four. And when they come, they will support my ministry. And when they saw that, one pastor, one time I will show you, one pastor there, I've mentioned him there. He came crying in my house. Ooh, Bishop, yeah, 
The reason why I don't associate too much with people, this is the, one of the reasons. I know people, people know me very well. But since those days, I've, I've come back. I'm focusing on what God wants me to do. That's all. Milton Keynes. Some year programmer. Your mom and Rufus T. Watts. Somebody say amen. Hello. So if I'll stop here. Next week I'll continue. Somebody say amen. If you didn't hear it, it's not for your consumption. Somebody say amen. Let's let's this is not 